everybody welcome back to the business growth advantage i love it when my co-host my buddy and now my head of freaking community liz henson gets to join me on these episodes liz i know how near and dear this whole idea of team building is to my heart and i can never think of anybody better than to go really deep and really jam out on this stuff with than you so thanks for being here as oh always, gosh, is this our this is our first Tuesday episode, right? I think so. Yes, yes. In the past, we've done these on Thursdays. We want to make sure that we are getting great content, great value to all of you. And so, Liz and I are shifting to Tuesdays here, and then most Thursdays, I'll be going live with some guest expert. That's not Liz, but maybe Liz, some other type of expert to help you guys with business growth in some other ways. But man, today we've got an amazing topic. I'm so excited because I know, so I feel many like I was spoiling all the good stuff before we even went live. But so many people have been asking me about this. Yeah. And you guys, I won't make you wait too long to hear what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about emails. We're going to be talking about managing the monster that is your emails. And I can relate to how heavy that can feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I recently got back from a three-week vacation, was telling people how grateful I was to have a team that was supporting me because I really unplugged while I was gone, came back, and had zero emails in my inbox. And so people were like, Joey, how did you make it happen? That's what we're going to be talking about today. I know. And I'm so glad you're sharing the behind the scenes of that because as somebody who I love being in my email, like I love customer service. I love all of it, but I'm also realizing that it is time to start to delegate and get some of that time back. And like, I always say, when you talk about delegation and systems, like something can actually be done better if it's Mm -hmm. one person's role. So you have an EA and the fact that's her role, that's like her baby. She's probably going to take better care of it than Joey or Liz trying to answer emails really quick and getting frustrated because now it's dinner time and we still got emails to answer. Like that's efficient, but it's not better. Yeah. Well, Liz, I feel like you and I've talked about this before, but once you start to get out of the weeds in certain parts of your business, then when you try and get back into the weeds, you're not as good at it anymore. And people are like, just get out of here. We know what we're doing. Yes. I feel like that about social media sometimes. I'm like, that used to be like my thing. And now I'm like, ugh, like I'm so bad at it. <laughs> it's a really good point to make because I think that emails, especially when we get blindsided by certain emails in our inbox that we just see, they can seem so urgent and important mm. that we need to respond to quickly, that becomes a priority. But 
How many times can you think of a week later, there was a certain email that you were remembered as being super important and you're super glad that you jumped on it really quickly and responded to. Right. Yeah. I think it's like, it's great to have a standard in yes. the company. Like what is our standard response time? Like, yes. you know, I always aim for like 24 to 48 hours. If it's in that urgent category, if it's not so urgent, maybe three to five days. But I do think it's really important to communicate with your team, like what the expectation is, yeah. but then also balance, like that doesn't mean that we're reactive. If yeah. I, if Joey emails me and I answer within 30 seconds, like that's almost just like saying I'm really reactive and I'm sitting here in my inbox waiting for you. Right. right. It's like you want that balance of showing the world. Cause I feel like email is a very visible way to know whether someone has their ish together or not. Yeah. Like, the way that they respond to emails and how efficiently and how well, to me, that is like such a telltale sign of like the health of a business. Yeah. So I, this is so important. Well, I want all of you to know that we are working on a really amazing resource to help all of you master your inbox, master your emails. So if you'd like that resource, we're working on it, but give me a one in the comments, in the chat, if you really want that resource, and we'll make sure to add you to the short list that we're putting together so that you're the first people to get it when it's hot off the press. So Another that being, yeah, to, yeah. Before we get to the meat and potatoes, this specific outsourcing is like, great for any business owner. Like a lot of times we talk yes. about org charts and we go really deep into the team building leadership, but I'm thinking about my sister-in-law and she's a mm -hmm. solo baker and she has the hardest time responding to emails. And these are money emails. Yeah. So I really think this is applicable to any business owner at any level, whether you're a million dollar CEO or you're just a solopreneur having trouble with that response time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It applies to everybody. There are certain parts of what we're going to go through that like I helped my mom with in her own email and she doesn't run a business. But when I was done, she was like, oh my gosh, I just went from like thousands of unread emails. How many of us have parents like that, right? With <laughs> You look at their phone and you just have to throw it or put it away somewhere. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank God. I can finally now look at my phone again and look at these it's emails. It's not just parents. There's a 10,000 beside my Holy email. Holy moly. Okay. So this is going to be a training for Liz and everybody else. Let's go through this. So there, like I said, there are five secrets that I want to share with all of you to make sure that you're mastering your inbox moving forward. And secret number one is perhaps my favorite secret. And it's it might also be the most fun of the secrets to actually implement and act on. Because with this first secret, we're going to have a little bit of a party. Oh my gosh. Someone just said that they have about 50,000. I know. I love that. I just crossed that 10,000 barrier and I was like, I got to do something. So for this third, first secret, we're all going to have a little party. So turn on some music that you love, grab yourself a coffee or a cocktail, no judgment. And we're going to do a little bit of a power hour. This is going to be your unsubscribe party. You're going to take this time to go through your emails and just unsubscribe for as much as you can. And if you want some help moving through this, I highly recommend that you check out unsubscribe.me, which can do a lot of this work for you, make it super easy instead of having to click through every single email. This is such a game changer. 
How many subscriptions do you think you're on right now, Liz? Oh my God, it's too many, but I'm a fan of all the other secrets. And yes, this is so important, but I'm also like, I'm an email hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, I also want to give everyone listening permission and give myself permission to know you can always re-sign up. If your favorite person is doing a promotion and you want to go to their free training, you can always re-sign up. Yes. (laughs) It's not a forever breakup, okay? I love my old Navy emails. I know. So I know that the idea of just spending time and going through and unsubscribing doesn't sound like anybody's cup of tea, but make it a party. So that Something that I've learned to do with my wife is like when there are certain things that we don't want to do, like deep cleaning or talking about the future or whatever, we'll just have some drinks and it makes it easier. We can get through it together. Again, unsubscribe.me is a great free tool that makes this even easier. Which brings us to the second secret. Because there might be times where you're looking at certain subscription that you're on and saying, okay, you know what? I don't really want to unsubscribe from this. Maybe I don't check out these emails on the, all the time. Maybe if it's another business owner or business coach, I don't really think that I'll buy anything from them in the near future, but their emails are gold. Or I just want to be able to look back on what they've done in the past to either support me or to use as like copyright inspiration, maybe. What I want you to do with secret number two is create a archive filter. Mm, This is the one I need. I might have just said some words that none of you understand. So let me me talk about what I mean here. And I'm using, by the way, a lot of email language. So if you're not using Gmail, I'm sure there's something similar in other mail apps. But I know a ton of people like me use Gmail, G Suite, all that stuff. So one of the really cool things about Gmail is you can set up these filter rules that can really save you time in your inbox. And if there are certain emails that you're getting that are either like those email lists that you want to stay subscribed to because they're good, or maybe a a close friend who you don't want to, like you just feel bad opting out of. Yeah. A lot of my emails I just keep because I want to be able to search for them. Yeah. So with this, you can say, okay, any email that comes from that address, or a lot of coaches will start a lot of their announcement emails or email lists with a certain phrase at the beginning. Mm. So you can say, okay, any emails that are like that, I just want to skip my inbox. Mm -hmm. So these will, they won't get deleted. They're not going to go away forever, but they're just going to skip your inbox when they get sent to you. So you can still search. Yep. That's the important piece. Yep. And that helps so much. I mean, even something that is just top of mind for me right now is I am an Apple fanboy. And nine times out of 10, when I get an email from Apple about some new product or whatever, I'm not really interested. But I am enough of an Apple nerd to know when their big announcements and events are coming up. So I can set up a filter like that, archive emails from Apple And then I can just kind of know, okay, when should I be searching through all of my email to see maybe some recent emails from them that I might like? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Are those inspiration ones that you're like, I love these emails, but I haven't opened them in months, but I know I still want them. Yes. Yes. So we're shifting gears a little bit here in secret number three, but we're still using this topic of filters because filters can be so powerful in Gmail. And there's so many ways to get creative and useful with it. One of the things that I found to be just next level helpful is 
creating what I call alias filters to forward. Mm -hmm. Here's what I mean by that. What you can do is you can set up with Gmail, this is free. You can set up certain aliases or other types of email addresses. Um, so if I have a joey at indielaw.com, I could also have the joey v at indielaw.com. And when I get emails from either of those, they technically all go to the same shared inbox. So smart. I don't so know what, why I didn't know that was a thing. So what you can do is you can come up with ideas for, okay, how can I create a certain alias that I know that if that type of email gets sent to me, I like that it's sent to me because there's a part of that where me as a business owner wants to keep tabs on it. But I know that's information that I'm just going to forward on to someone on my team. So you can create the filter of whenever an email with that alias hits my inbox, I'm going to automatically forward it to this other person on my team. Yeah. And I'm like also going to have it skip. Example would be like speaking at, and it's yes. the only place that email is available is on like your speaking page. Yes. Yeah. So this can be really helpful if you have some team and you don't want to totally kind of shift things so that there's like a new email address that's not an alias. It can get tough juggling a bunch of different emails, but this can be really helpful. Again, you want to set that filter to archive in your inbox automatically. So mm-hmm. it'll skip your inbox, even though it's technically getting sent to your email, and then it'll get forward to someone else. But you as the business owner will still have that record of it being received in your inbox. So smart and such a good way to be able to brand your kind of outward email addresses. Like we don't yeah. think about that as being a thing, but when you start to up level, you start to see how all these businesses are setting up and you're like, oh my God, I'm still using like a free Gmail account. Yes. So just to give you an example on this one. So there is a piece of software that my team uses as a trademark law firm. There's a trademark software that we use. We have a separate login account for, and it makes sense for us to use my email address for us to log into that software. That being said, There's someone else on my team who is driving the strategy around how to use that, how to make sure that our processes are up to date. And they email us all the time with like software updates, like Mm -hmm. version Mm 1.0.2. Here are new things. And so what I, after I realized every time I get this email, I'm already sending it, always sending it to the same teammate. I was like, let me set up this filter. And you can do this either based on who is sending it to you or by alias or by subject line, whatever, saying, okay, when this type of email hits my inbox, I want this filter to automatically archive it for me and forward it to someone else. Yeah, that's so So, cool. How many of these can we take action on today? I know, right? I know. But again, it's really great to do these in order. Yeah. Because when I went through this, well over 50% of the emails that I was getting was because I was on lists that I didn't really need to be on anymore. Yeah. And as not fun as that might sound, it really is like future you will be so thankful that you took that time, you made it a party, and you unsubscribe from as much as possible. Yeah. All right. So this fourth secret is, they're all kind of my favorites. This one might actually be like my favorite one because I see so many people doing the opposite. Mm. So just to set some context, in most email apps and definitely in Gmail, there are two main ways to categorize emails. You can either use folders or labels. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember at my old job, I used to use folders a lot. I've since learned that labels can be way more helpful than folders because if you get an email, you can only put it into one folder at a time, mm-hmm. but you can put as many labels on it as you want. Yeah, that's good too. Cause I just started using a folder and two weeks later I stopped seeing the folder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the mistake that I am seeing people make if they are taking steps on this is they think, Oh, labels, that's so great. And then they go crazy with labels. Mm. And this is done with the best of intentions. You're feeling really good that day. And you're like, okay, how can I set up this amazingly smart system? Do not overcomplicate it. The secret here is to create one label and call it later. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why this is so next level helpful is because when you look at an email in your inbox, after you look at it, either you should be responding right away or you should be putting it somewhere out of your inbox in a Mm -hmm. way that you're still monitoring and managing. Mm -hmm. I like to think about when my wife Kat and I get physical mail, each of us have inbox trays, right? But when we go through that, after we open it up, our rule is once we open that letter, it can't go back into the inbox. Yeah. And you really want your inbox to be preserved for unseen, unread emails that haven't been <clears throat> processed at all yet. Mm-hmm. And so what's great about having one later label is this allows you to say, okay, I've seen it. I don't exactly know what I'm going to do with it next, but it seems like there's some next action. I'm going to just add it to later. And I will say for this, if you someone just asked, what is the label for Outlook? I think that Outlook has a similar feature. You can also just use a folder for this because it's just one. Mm-hmm. But the idea is you'll have time now to review your inbox and your later group of emails separately. And those could be, those would be more appropriate for like time blocking. So like I've got a 30 minute time block that I use for these later emails versus, oh, this is like super important. I'm going to respond or forward it right away. Yes. If you don't do this, then you have this stressful mess of your inbox where apps try and make it easy for you to prioritize things but it never really works. So Liz, you said that you have like over 10,000 emails in your inbox. Yes. So so you have 10,000 unread emails in your inbox and then you have more read ones mm -hmm. that aren't being numbered on that list, right? Yeah. And I will say though that this, it's very different the way that I use email on my phone versus like my computer. So my phone shows me all the unreads where my computer doesn't. Mm. That's a difference. But I still, moving forward, so much of this is going to be so important because my strategy is like, oh, just keep it unread. If this is a later category, I'm just keeping it as unread. And that does provide a little bit of stress because I'll start to see it go lower and lower down the list. And if it hits page two, it's done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a stressful system. So yes, this is definitely... I'm like the perfect person to be your little guinea pig on all of this. It's also really helpful because eventually you're surprise, surprise. We're talking about team building secrets. Eventually you're going to want to bring a team member 
in to help you manage your emails. Yes. That's coming up in secret number five. But to prepare for that, you have to make their job as easy as possible. Yeah, and you so if, want to do it. So I need to be able to take some of these steps before I can pass it on to Amanda. Yes. And if you can create this system for yourself of only unread emails in the inbox, mm-hmm. it allows you and your executive assistant or who's ever managing your emails to be on the same page of, okay, have you actually seen that email or not? Or which one of us clicked on it that made it unread? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so this is your way of you processing things. Uh, again, eventually you can have them helping at another level, but it's really nice if you bring someone on, you can create a rule for like phase one of all of this that says, okay, I, as the business owner, am able to put stuff in the later thing. For now, you can't. Yeah. That way there's that sense of, okay, whether it's unread or not, because if people are inside there, someone might click on an email that you haven't read yet. And then you just don't look at it because it shows unread or because yeah. it shows as read. So having this later space that's designated for that can really just help avoid confusion or kind of finger pointing if it seems like there was an email that got missed or that wasn't responded to. And it just saves so much headspace, right? Like we get decision fatigue. And like I've noticed a lot of times I answer an email for this simple fear that I'm going to forget where I'm like, I don't need yes. to answer this in 24 hours, but I'm going to forget if I don't. Yeah. I think having that later inbox that's getting put on my calendar to sift through the later inbox will save me some of that headspace of I can't go to bed at night because I'm going to forget. It's literally like a fear. Yes. Eliminate that essentially because it now becomes like a systematized part of my yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something nice, right? About like when you clean up and like the bedroom that was messy before or the kitchen that was messy before is now clean. And you know, there's that one drawer that's everything is kind of crazy in there, but you can still walk through the room and just breathe easier. Yeah. There's something that just feels much better about having few, if any emails in your inbox and just being very into this idea of emails don't stay in the inbox for very long that allows you to have this sense of peace and calm, even if your later space starts to get a little bit more like that miscellaneous drawer. Yeah, but that's so true. And we have a fellow bbd Diane, I think it's her name, who teaches people how to declutter. And she has a whole thing on digital decluttering. Mm. And it teaches you on your home screen to like actually not have any icons. There's just one folder on your home screen. And there's studies, there is studies about this stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. It took me about an hour one day, color coded all my apps, put them in folders. But I'm telling you, it's a different feeling when I open my phone. And than there's it nothing, used. yeah, yeah. So th- there's real studies to this stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And this brings us to secret number five. The most fun. Which for lack of a better term right now, I'm calling your boot camp delegation. So this is the secret where we talk about, okay, how can we actually bring on others to help you? And I want to stress again that it's it's super important to do this in order Mm -hmm. because all of the secrets that we've talked above are things that will make it way easier for someone else to come in and manage. And you want to make it as much as possible an easy win for someone to come in and do a great job managing your emails. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you set them up for success, 
the easier it will be for them to deliver. Now, as, as just a ground rule, whenever my team onboards or welcomes a new teammate into a different projects and we want to build them to mastery in that area, usually we give them 90 days. And we say, okay, within this 90-day space, we want to, to train you up from a level of comprehension, just understanding what's going on, to proficiency, to real mastery in this area where you could actually teach it and present it to someone else. If the truth is emails are super important, and if you want to get that done faster, you can and there is a way to prioritize this with a new teammate where you can get them to mastery in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on a whole training around that because my team and I have done it. We've got resources that I need to redact and turn into templates to share with all of you. It is definitely doable to get other people to start helping you out with your inbox. And the more you decide to make it a priority, like a big rock that you're really going to commit to with that person, the faster you can get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, so I told you before the call, I have multiple inboxes. My issue isn't really like volume for one email address, but I think if we can tackle it for say my most high priority inbox yes, and we tackle the system, then I can have her start implementing it in the other two or something like that. Yes. Um, but yes. really, because I don't think it would take as long because it's not that I have a high volume in one. I have a high volume because it's across all three. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like I should be like, we should come back and I don't know however long you think it should take me, 60, 90 days. Oh, yeah. Report back. You guys can hold me accountable. We can walk you through our 30 days to mastery delegation. Yeah. 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 I'll be the guinea pig and then we'll see how far I've come with my 10,000. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. And I, <laughs> I know we're all poking at that number as a joke, but I, this stuff is so achievable. Mm-hmm. And the reality is Liz and I, we're in a separate group right now where we're talking about what, what I call like these 4D numbers. And as business owners, we're either in a space of deciding, designing, delegating, or doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're doing all of that stuff ourselves, even if we've got a small team, but the lowest value time that we are spending on the business is the doer work, is the mm-hmm. performer work. And what's tough about emails is it is doer tasks yeah, more often than not. And so if we really want to get out of these five to 10, $15 an hour tasks and activities, including responding to emails that aren't worthy of like our hundred or $500 an hour rate or whatever it is that we say that we are worth, then we need to find ways to replace ourselves as the doers who are reviewing these emails and responding to things. Mm -hmm. And I could go on for hours with like lessons that we learned here. I'll save more advanced tips for that later training. Again, we're putting together this resource, but I'm curious for all of you, if you have any questions, concerns, if you have your own insights and wins and things that you want to share, let us know. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to do this. I've seen it done a lot of different ways, but I love the progression of having it go in this order because my folder wasn't successful because I hadn't really done parts one, two, and three. Yeah. And I'll say this too. 
if you are going on vacation, but you are reviewing your emails, mm-hmm. you're not unplugged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you're going on vacation, but you know while you're gone that emails are just racking up and racking up, and when you get the, and when you get back, there's just going to be this total backlog of emails. It's not going to be your dream vacation. Yeah. I mean, even my husband is in corporate and his emails will just get absolutely out of control. Yeah. Well, and it's such, I mean, the business owner, the CEO in me, whenever I hear my wife, Kat, talking about how she's like, uh, I started off today with 200 emails and I worked through, I thought all of them, but now there's 250 emails. And I'm like, yeah, you could have someone help you with that. And she's like, Joey, no, I can't. Like, I don't run my business, but we get to do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And us being entrepreneurs and business owners is allows us to have this gift of some, someone helping us in this really amazing way. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So exciting. This is really good stuff. And I feel like I'm always the good person to be on the other end because I need it all. I'm like a sponge. I'm like, I get to jump on a call with Joey and learn all the things. Well, <laughs> you're definitely far from alone in, oh, yeah. in this. And I'm excited to talk about this because it really seems like something that a lot of people are struggling with. And hey, I'm learning lessons around this too. But again, it was such a gift to me from my team when I came back and my inbox was in such good shape. And whatever I can do to help other people have that same experience and gift when they get back from time well spent off, then that's what I would love to do. Yeah. And like I mentioned, it could be done even better because somebody's role is dedicated to this. Yes. So that's what really excites me is knowing that some of these emails that I kind of want to give attention to, but they're not, you know, they're like 50% on the priority list could possibly no longer. Oh my gosh. Yes. If we just zoom fast forward into your ideal future where you do have a rock star who is managing your emails for you. They're doing such a good job because there is a built out process and structure and probably like an FAQ section that they're going to make sure that they're responding to things correctly. I don't know about you, but I do not like the idea of having to follow my own FAQ section as I'm going through my emails. And so as you start to work this out, it also has the sense of like, I, as a business owner, don't want to be following the processes that my businesses should be following to do this well. So Mm -hmm. it is like, I don't know about you, but like, I am not a natural person who's just excited about following processes and rules. I like setting them up. I like managing, but following processes that you set for yourself is really hard. Mm-hmm. And you're really setting yourself up for success when you go through these secrets and when you have a structure and you've created a email managing machine that can function without you. Yeah. And I know you mentioned using that, like your scent as a way for your EA to see emails that are from you. Yes. For I forgot what that was. Let's make sure that we cover that. Yes. So I'll tease this because this is part of that bootcamp delegation. So if you want to, like if you want to, yeah, if you want to do this in 30 days or so, here's a bonus on how to do it. It's worked out super well for us. So Gabriella is currently my executive assistant. I freaking love Gabriella. She is amazing. And 
she not only manages my emails, but is also answering emails and responding to emails on her behalf, not just mine. And what we've done is we've created a separate signature block so that whenever she is responding to an email, she can just, instead of retyping anything out, she just clicks a button, chooses her name instead of mine, and her signature pops up. Mm-hmm. What we've started to do, and it's worked so well, is I'm getting in the habit now of whenever I can, if I get an email that I see it and I want to respond to it, I will still click on her signature and put write the email on her behalf. Mm-hmm. And even though it's me writing it. And that's been really helpful. And Gabriella has been really appreciative because now if she goes into the sent folder, she can see emails that she doesn't remember writing, but shows a template of what she can do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's like building it, continuing to have this index of appropriate ways to respond to things. And I also thought about you guys's like kind of spreadsheet system and how if you don't actually want to take the time to respond to the email, but your EA has some questions or maybes, they could be sent to you in a spreadsheet and you can paraphrase responses or point them in a certain direction, but then they still go and actually do the work. Yes. That is especially helpful if you're like Liz and you have multiple emails that you're managing, because Mm -hmm. then when it's time to manage your emails or go through what your team has worked, how they're helping with you, instead of clicking on all of the different accounts and then getting logged out of all of them, having to re-log into everything again, you can go to this spreadsheet and in one place, see these different incoming emails, how your team is wanting to respond. And what's great about it is the better that they get at it, the more that you're just saying looks good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that way you're looking at everything in one swoop and they don't have to constantly say, Joey, I have a question. Joey, I have a question. question." Yes, exactly. The idea (laughs) is there's this sense that you as the person whose inbox it is will check something like this spreadsheet the way that you're checking your email right now. And so what I do is every morning I go into that spreadsheet, see if there's any escalated questions or things like that. And as I'm doing that is my email review time, not actually going into the email apps. And then you're not in the weeds of it. You're only seeing what needs your attention. Yeah. And not being in weeds is so much a part of this because once you start experiencing the joy of not being in your inbox as much, you won't want to go back. Oh my gosh. I'm so 90 days. I'm giving myself 90 days. (laughs) It hasn't been mapped out for the quarter, but we're going to make it happen. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Well, Liz, I'm excited to be figuring this out with you as you take action on it. Again, there are more resources and bonuses and things for the group. So if you're not in the Business Growth Advantage group, make sure that you're in there. And if you want to learn more about emails and things, again, make sure you join the group as well. We'll have a link somewhere around this video if you're tuning into it and you're not in the group yet and you want to join. Yeah. And just remember, you can put that one in the comments and we'll make sure that we get it to you when it's appropriate, when it's ready. And our last training, I think it was before your trip. I mean, it was like such a hit that you did these video trainings inside the group. So we're going to keep on providing value. It's such an awesome space. 
Awesome. Thanks again for joining me as always, Liz. Thanks to everybody who's been tuning in. And yeah, get loud in the comments. Let us know what your questions are, what your biggest tip or aha was, and drop that one if you would love this resource when it's ready to share. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Joey. All right. Bye, everybody. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week.